My name is Darren Zwizzer from WellcomePhD.tax. Of the firm where we seek to demystify this somewhat confusing world of international tax and compliance. Today, we're going to do it a bit differently. Rather than just talk tax, 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 we have the opportunity and the privilege to have a conversation with Mick, a friend. He's not a client, a friend who does live that international lifestyle. Mick, do you want to say a few words, introduce yourself to those who may be oh, well, watching? Well, well, thank you. Um, I don't think it's a privilege you having me. I think it's the other way around. But uh, I'm flattered. So thank you very much. Um, so I'm Mick Newman. Um, I, I know this gentleman for, I think, the better part of 25 years. And we've been on a hell of a journey together. Um, I live a sort of semi-nomadic lifestyle, I believe, um, in the sense that I split my time evenly between the Caribbean and the UK. Um, sort of every five to six weeks and back and forth. And um, this presents some interesting, you know, revelations about lifestyle and um, and the realities of doing business and having multi-jurisdictional clients, um, which is something that Darren has lived for the past, I believe, you know, 15 to 20 years. And I've been sort of living it, but it's been more amplified um, since post-COVID. Mick is, let me put it this way, he's an Oxford-educated entrepreneur, in the, uh, international consultant. Uh, of course, you know, I don't want to get into specifics of what you do because, of course, your clients are quite confidential. But I, I think that creates context as to who you are and, and the breadth of experience and, and competence you bring to uh, a conversation and a consideration like this. And what do you see as the downside for those who are based in a single jurisdiction? And that perhaps provides an additional incentive for them to think about being a little bit more international perspective. It's a good question. Um, I would sort of use the word challenge rather than downside, because, you know, um, depending on where this single jurisdiction is, you know, you can have access to international um, opportunities. You know, for example, if you live in a place like London, you know, the UK, and you're based here, the challenges you find, I found, um, sort of largely being, you know, my career being led out of London for, for, for many years, was that um, there was, I faced some challenges around nurturing my own interpersonal relationships because of the nature of where I come from and how my life sort of evolved, right? Um, you have the same challenge where you know you have friends and family dispersed uh, across different countries, right? So, um, so the relationship management, I guess, and I hate to use corporate language and something like this, but it's true. The relationship management when you're in one jurisdiction um, is a real challenge, right? And that um, that proves that you know, that creates its own, you know, unique problems. The other thing is, if you're a business person, the access to talent, right? So you and I face that. That, that challenge where we are professional services. And um, if you are in one jurisdiction, you're restricted to the talent that exists within that jurisdiction. If you are living across multiple jurisdictions, obviously the talent pool is wider, right? And the cost structures can be different, as you know, right? Um, we're not in business, you know, just for the sake of being in business, we're in a business to turn a profit. So um, that talent pool is broadened and it gives you access to different, more di you know, diversity, you know, um, capability and cost, I would say, are the sort of three lenses that I would use. Mm. The third challenge of being in a single jurisdiction is that um, you you can get a bit insular 
in the way you work, I think, especially if that jurisdiction is a world-leading one. And what do I mean by that? Um, if you want to compete internationally, you can't have one behavioral set, mm. right? You know, for example, in the UK, we can have a very sort of British way of doing things, right? Very, very structured, process-driven. And I found, for example, when I went out to the Caribbean first time in 2018, um, that did not work very well because it's a more fluid culture out there. Mm -hmm. You would have seen that in Asia when you went out to mm -hmm. Singapore and Malaysia, for example, right? Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of what is done in emerging markets is done by relationships, mm -hmm. right? And the relationships are quite fluid. They're not as structured, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that exposure to the different sort of behaviors and protocols and ways of working is something that's restricted if you're in one jurisdiction, right? Um, and then, of course, if you're in one jurisdiction, um, you, you have the challenge of, well, where, where, where can you get, where, how can you build business? You know, mm -hmm. if you're in one jurisdiction, you tend to, if you don't know, if you're not out there in another place, building relationships, mm -hmm. scanning the landscape, right? Um, you wouldn't know of opportunities. You would tend to, so your opportunities would be a lot fewer, right? Mm -hmm. And you would be coming with more of a command and control approach as opposed to a bottom-up um, sort of relationship-based approach. Uh, and that is especially if you want to do business in developing or emerging markets, right? Anywhere in the world, you know that. Um, that's that's a big part of, um, of, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you don't have a big multinational brand behind you that expatriates you out to that part of the world, you are now managing your own brand and you have to roll your sleeves up and go out there and get involved. You know, so those are just some of the, the, the areas that I think are challenges. Mm, OK, so just to kind of quickly to summarize my takeaway. So, uh, you know, for those of us uh, and it's quite increasingly common, we have friends and family in, in different parts of the world. And if we restrict ourselves to one jurisdiction, we limit the opportunity to genuinely keep in touch beyond social media, but genuinely keep in touch with them. If it is that you're building international, uh, you're building out teams to, to service whoever your clients may be, by just limiting yourself to one jurisdiction, you may, you know, miss out on opportunities that come from recruiting super talented people in other jurisdictions that even be maybe more cost effective. So, you know, provide us additional profit opportunities, uh, by limiting yourself to one jurisdiction. We live in, in a cosmopolitan, diverse, uh, infrastructure and having access or experiencing different cultures and, you know, and just different ways of doing things enhances our soft skill set in, in a way, just staying in one jurisdiction really doesn't allow you. And then, uh, as you mentioned at the end, just incredible opportunities as you walk around, you're able to leverage insights that you learned in one place in, in other places in, in a way that adds value for everyone. So, okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you very much for that. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.